If you're looking for trouble, you found it because you're in the baddest biker bar in the investment world. This is the Danger Zone. Yes, this is where we get the latest take from the crew at New Constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. They do it by bringing together discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting. And they dig in at the footnotes level, work their way up, and they look for where things might be a little bit misleading. If they're misleading and they would work in your favor, in other words, something would be a good buy, even though everybody else thinks maybe not so much, well, that would make a stock attractive. But we typically here are looking for the ones that go the other way, where the data is misleading and there's much more trouble buried in the security. That's what makes something dangerous. Want to learn more about how it works? Go to newconstructs.com. David Trainer is the founder and president at New Constructs. David, great to have you back on Money Life. It is great to be back, Chuck. Thank you. Who's in the danger zone this week? Arm. Danger, danger. Arm Holdings. It's ticker symbol Arm. This is a company that some people might not have heard about, David, because, of course, it's an IPO. It's a pre-IPO, just IPO kind of company, right? It's coming out this week, actually. And so why is this one a stinker right out of the box? Well, you know, it, it, it's, um, it reminds us of WeWork, Chuck, uh, in, the, in the most obvious way where WeWork's sort of ridiculous valuation was created by a self-dealing transaction where SoftBank bought and sold some WeWork shares from one of its own funds. And so right before the IPO, they bought them at like $45 billion valuation. And so it made sense, therefore, to IPO at around that price. Well, they did the same thing with, with uh, Arm. Um, they first bought, the, uh, bought into the stock at, uh, they took it private at a $32 billion, at a $32 billion valuation. Um, and then recently bought more at a $64 billion valuation. Uh, and so, you know, that may make the, the current proposed $49 billion valuation seem like a discount, but it's really just kind of a, another made up number um, on a benchmark or a mark that is effectively a private market manipulation. Yeah. The phrase that gets used on this is, is self-dealing. I mean, the question that most people are going to have is you're finding it. Why is it not illegal? Why is it not a problem? And why isn't everybody aware that this is going on? You know, I don't know. They're not looking the footnotes, Chuck. I don't know what to say. They're not reading the fine print. I mean, this is kind of a, this is not an uncommon practice in the IPO world. I think, you know, a lot of those crazy IPOs that we have, you know, now become zombie stocks, Beyond Meat and Robin Hood and Sweet Green and Peloton and, and more, you know, and it, this stuff happened a lot. So, and it's not always entirely self-dealing. With SoftBank, it, it is in these two situations. But in other cases, you've got one private equity firm buying and selling, you know, to another, and they and they do this back and forth in a private market where it's really just them, and it, it and it effectively is self dealing because there's no larger public exposure or efficiency involved in them saying anything other than, hey, you buy it for me for four, I'll sell it to you for six, you buy it back for eight, and we IPO at twelve, deal, right? Um, that's gone on a lot. And, and it's been basically a, a, a golden path for huge profits for these private equity firms because they can dump the stuff onto unsuspecting public investors. And I, I don't know why more people don't talk about it, mainly because Wall Street, I think, dominates a lot of the distribution and communication on this front. 
and they don't want to talk about it because they make a lot more money at a more expensive IPO than they do in a cheaper IPO. And it's and IPOs are great business for Wall Street. So the last thing they're going to do is poo-poo any IPO. Yes. And of course, all of the self-dealing and the rest is why IPO stands for it's probably overpriced. <laughs> but separate from that, I know that this is not the only problem with ARM holdings. You've got other things in there that you don't like. Yeah. Uh, one of the things um, that is a big red flag is always this: the fact that like, despite this super expensive valuation and IPO, public investors are going to have effectively no vote. They'll have no say in determining any of the matters submitted for shareholder approval. SoftBank's going to retain like 90 to 91% of their outstanding shares. So that's something to keep in mind. You're going to pay some money, but get no representation. The other thing is that SoftBank has chosen to maintain its status as a foreign private issuer, which means it doesn't have to provide as many disclosures or be as transparent as a regular publicly traded company. And I'm like, well, why do that if you don't if you don't have something to hide? I mean, Chuck, you know, I mean, people who like purposely are not transparent or choose to hide things when they don't have to, like that's just a red flag. Who does that? I mean, great companies want you to know what's going on. That's part of why they're great. You can see it. So we look a little askance at that too. We should point out we haven't really talked about what ARM does, and it's one of the things that makes this potentially that red herring, that thing that's going to attract people and then be the bad story, which is it's in the it's in the CPU business. It's in the chip business. It makes some chips for big name companies. It also competes with some of those big name companies. But the other thing is frequently when you and I are talking about bad stocks and especially IPO stocks that, you know, bad IPOs, they're not profitable. This company is. So for somebody that's going, but this is the profitable IPO. This isn't that weird reach. How do you solve that disconnect of, yeah, it's profitable, but that doesn't make it good. Right. I, I think you've probably heard me say a lot of times, a good company is not always a good stock. And this is a profitable company is not always a good stock. And uh, that's what we've got going on here. Yeah, it's been profitable. Profits aren't great, but it has been profitable. And that's better. It's better than WeWork. WeWork wasn't profitable at all and never had a chance of being profitable. ARM is going to be profitable. It has been profitable, but the valuation is really disconnected from reality. And I think that's the that's the main point we want to make here. To justify the current stock price, uh, it's got to improve its margins to its its best ever, which by the way equal to Apple, and grow revenue by twenty two percent compounded annually for a decade, which is three times the estimated growth of its total addressable market. Yeah, that's a tall order, no matter how you cut it. You put it all together, there's more there, but we don't have time for more. We just have time to tell you that ARM Holdings, ticker symbol ARM, going IPO this week, but going straight into the danger zone. It's the danger zone pick from David Trainer. David, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining me on the show. My pleasure, Chuck. Thank you. David Trainer is the founder and president at New Constructs. It's newconstructs.com if you're looking for more information on the firm. On Twitter at New Constructs. David's on Twitter too. He is at The Real D Train 37. And we are heading for home on today's edition of Money Life. Up next, it's market call time. I'll be talking with Chris McMahon from Aquinas Wealth Management when we come back in just a moment. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous. <laughs> 